Hello and welcome to another episode of Snapchat or Marvel Snap Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Logan. And I'm the other one, Nate. Nate, I gotta say, man, this is the one season where this is the closest I've ever been to Infinite. I am rank 96 as of the time of this recording, and I'm hoping that by the time that this episode releases on public feeds, I'll have hit Infinite, the grind will have been over, and I can go back to having fun with the game now instead of treating it like like a serious competition sort of thing, like I'm in the NBA or something, because it's, yeah. it's not fun, especially when you have locations like Asteroid M just messing up some of your decks and, and just like, oh, you want to play over here? Oh, too bad. You, you you can't do that, man. Have you gotten <laughs> to experience Asteroid M? It's honestly, I don't think it's as bad as some of the other ones that we've gotten before. I think it's, it, I think it's kind of cool. I, yeah, I've, I've played a few games with, with Asteroid M sort of in play. I don't hate it. Like, um, it's definitely way more conditional than I think any other, uh, like special board lane, whatever you want to call it, like tile, mm-hmm. um, it's I think it it offers the the most interesting sort of challenges and you almost have to build decks specifically to deal with it. Um, yeah. Obviously, like move decks are going to get a bit of a bump off of it. Yeah. Um, you know, like obvious strategies are going to be like, you know, putting kingpin sort of in there and then maybe hoping, you know, and there's all sorts <laughs> of stuff. So the only time I got frustrated with it one time it pulled somebody's Cosmo into the lane and it mm-hmm. nuked my, it basically killed my Shuri um, mm. before like, and I, I was a little irritated with that. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I, I do, like I said, I like that I've seen some decks, a lot of them using like uh, uh dagger, uh, Craven, mm-hmm. like, you know, stuff like that. Um, yep. It, and like I saw a really cool play where somebody dropped basically Vulture into a lane and pulled it over. And first turn, Vulture is what, a 3 8 at that point in time yep, or whatever? Yep. That's like, that's, I like that. I, did, I like it. I like I it a lot. Earlier. And uh, I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. I might have to play move decks just for the next however many hours this location's live because that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, I bring that up because. Again, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to play the game because of the location, because I'm like, I don't need these. Lo- these locations sometimes tend to mess me up mm-hmm. more than they should. And I'm a little worried this one was going to mess me up. Thankfully, it, it hasn't uh, too bad with some of the decks I run. Um, plus, it's always good if you have like Scarlet Witch or just the um, Reality Stone, you can just change it. But um, man, it's I, I, I bring this up to ask this question, because the next one we're supposed to get I can't remember the name of it exactly. Someone will have to correct me, but I believe it's on turn five. If that location's there, it plays your cards for you. Kind of like a ego for one turn sort of thing, man. And Mm. it kind of has me wondering a little bit. Are these locations getting out of control? (laughs) I mean, a little crazy. You kind of have to see it. Like, listen, like ego, the the worst part is like, and yeah, I, I snap when ego pops up. Um, Gosh, I do man. it, but I'll tell you man. what, like if it's like, if it's too bad, like if it's just like being like the dumbest thing, I'm not losing eight cubes over ego. Like I, I will give somebody four on that one, mm-hmm. but like, if it's like not even like entertain, like, cause sometimes it's just like the most, it's ego stupid. Ego is so dumb. <laughs> ego is um, worse than Agatha. I'll, I'll say so, 
100%. So if it's like that levels of bad, you're going to see like, I'll probably, I won't play a deck without Scarlet Witch or Storm or somebody in there to like kill that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of, uh, you gotta, you gotta sort of like, and it's only one turn. So mm-hmm. like how, how much damage can it actually do? But that, that goes back to like the whole, like um, Mario Kartification where it's yeah. like, there's like, like, they want you to sort of treat this game and you talked that you just mentioned like you're sort of you're getting like serious you're sort of like digging into the competition of it right Mm -hmm. like you're trying to like seriously climb but it it is hard to sort of maintain that and sort of like a reasonable state of mind and at the same time know that the game could just like be like oh here's a blue shell like go get bent like i'll tell you what i lost a match (laughs) the other day because was it a Sakar or whatever, where it just pulls uh-huh. a card at the end of the turn? It mm-hmm. pulls, it pulled She-Hulk out of my hand and played her on like turn uh-huh. three. And I'm like, I don't want to play She-Hulk on turn three unless I actually want to play She-Hulk on turn three. Next turn, dude Shang-Chi'd yeah. me. And it was like, it threw off the entire, like he Shang-Chi'd her, it threw off the entire tempo of the rest of the, the match for me. And it's like... Yep. Like with stuff like that, and and again, yeah. it's like sometimes that's the game, but it's like stuff like that. It just feels like almost like I I bounced right after that because it's like, dude. I, so so you mentioned that stuff, and I was um, I was homesick today, and so of course I was watching a lot of YouTube, um, and I watched this dude do a stream. I can't remember I can't remember his YouTube channel. He's pretty hilarious. Uh, stream. He started to stream like late at night. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to bed until I hit infinite. I'm at rank 95. We're going for it. It took him six hours mm, no. to hit infinite. And I am and I was sitting there watching that, thinking back to when I got uh, to 95 last night and then proceeded to drop down to 93 um, with like, I think I had six cubes left or something. Maybe I was like a flat 93. And I was like, you know, if I end this season without hitting infinite, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Just because of how crazy this game is. And I don't mean, and I'm not saying that to like to, to rag on the game. I do still think the game is fun, but like it, there, there's this weird tension there between wanting to go for the competitive side of things and go for it mm-hmm. versus the random blue show where you get those like three games in a row sort of thing. It's like, okay, how, how do you balance this? I don't know because <laughs> I can tell you right now, ne- I'm never going for infinite again. This this grind has been nuts because this game is is so randomized in that mm-hmm. way. And that's and that's really the thing. Like you and I were sort of having a conversation, you know, via text, and you asked me about like, does this kind of like stuff happen in other card games? And I'm like, to a certain extent, yeah. Um, the mm-hmm. meta gets a little stale. It needs shook up. You know, there are dominant deck forms in every sort of collectible card game I've ever played. Um, but I think the the one thing that really does separate it is those three lanes and the random, basically the three random tiles that you play on, like yeah. can really make or break. Like, dude, sometimes, sometimes it's worth it to just like hang on to the board because you like, you're like, one of us is going to bounce like and if I just like it becomes a war of attrition because it's like this is an absolutely yeah. miserable board. Uh, there's yeah. like little to no whatever. Um, and I don't know, like, yeah, th- th- just all of that is can be tough. 
So yeah, man, um, we'll have to do we'll have to do an episode on like our favorite locations and our most hated locations. Obviously, uh, was it Lechugula, the one where that gives you five rocks or whatever? Mm. Um, is is probably the worst. Maybe no, I think that's the one where you if you play there, it gives rocks, puts rocks in your deck. Whatever the other one is, Subterranea is the one that gives you rocks in your deck. Mm-hmm. It's great when I'm running Darkhawk because then it's like I might as well snap. Like it's an instant win for me. But any other time. Stop it. <laughs> and I don't know about you, man, but like when I draw like two or three rocks in a row and it's just like, and then my opponent is playing cards, like I feel so like defeated, so crushed. Yeah. I'm like, and it's not yeah. even like, it's not even my opponent didn't beat me. The game beat me. Like yep. the game gave yep. you that victory. Like, you know, yep. and so, yeah, it's just tough. Like I said, I, I, I feel you. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I don't have an interest in climbing at all i just mm-hmm. like i'm like i refuse to get into that headspace because it's like i'll tell you as someone who who's been in it uh almost all season long now um it is it's not worth it although i'm still surprised that someone in the community managed to get infinite with a hella deck that blows my mind but yeah, congrats well, to you sojourner you know what though it's like dude it's like i think that's the thing is like what happens is somebody sort of like does something interesting and surprising and it works because nobody's mm-hmm. expecting it. Yep. And then what happens is like the, the other side of that is like, you know, people sort of like see that they glom onto it and then, well, you start expecting that. And then it's yep. like, like, I don't know, but yeah, you know, Sojourner, like congrats, man, dude, that was yeah. so like when you were like, I think I just made, um, I just made the infinite with this deck. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. um, Yep. That's what I know. That's how I got out of the 80s. I started using Nimrod uh, with mm. Shuri and Destroyer and just started like winning, like not like crazy, but pretty consistently more so than what I was with mm-hmm. my other decks. And it's because people were like, Nimrod sucks. Like people have already written off Nimrod. And then I, you know, I show up in here with Destroyer Shuri into Nimrod, you know, being a little creative with it. And people are like, what the heck? The dude just Shuried nimrod blew him up with arnim zola and then blew him up again with destroy what <laughs> it's like yeah yeah got a got a whole bunch of nimmies just hanging out yep. um yeah. 10 power yeah. nimrods man yeah i think i think that's that that is the the sort of beauty of it like sometimes like even if you take something like like my personal like personally um i i play like a modified shuri deck for the most part um mm-hmm. and in one of my five spots i have vision because card. like he's a solid card and like mm-hmm. all of a sudden like i you know if you don't have skull if you don't have some of the other pieces like you can just have a 14 power floating around to like sort of just pin wherever you need that that yep. bump and yep. uh he's he can be kind of scary um yep when he's that big so definitely gives you a lot of anxiety i, yeah. I, and I would know because i played against the 14 power vision before i'm like this is really tense i hope i play shang chi in the right lane because if I didn't, this is going to go south real fast. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Shuri, speaking of the meta, let's just get into the topic, man. I know there's been a lot of other YouTubers and people commenting on uh, the patch notes and stuff like that, but we haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. And we're going to in this episode. Also look at some of the data mine stuff, give you another favorite card highlight to round out the episode before we let you go. But Nate, let's talk about it, man. They patched the game and... Mm-hmm. A lot more nerfs than there are buffs. 
There were no buffs, really. Some clarifications on some of the cards. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, we'll we'll get into it. I'm gonna go over some of the some of the um highlights that they have here on their patch notes on the website here. Uh, of course, the token shop did get updated. There are no longer any series three cards in the token shop. However, if you are not series three complete, you will have a special spot where you can uh, claim a free a series three card every month. So you do have that, which is kind of nice, but you're still going to have to go through the grind of getting series three cards, which is uh I don't know. Some people really like it. Other people are like, this is this is insane. But they did say I mean, you're supposed to get more tokens. So it, And it also depends on the Series 3 card that you're getting. So yeah, I true. was Series 3 complete up until the patch when they put mm-hmm. M'Baku, Atuma, and Orca into Series 3, right? Man. Um, what are some I, of the best cards in Marvel Snap right now, dude. I'm telling you. Atuma's Atuma is a like you know it's kind of like Atuma is a solid uh, a solid player. Um, but, Atuma in an armor lane is great. Yeah, I'll say that. And, and Atuma in a null deck, like he's an automatic yeah. ten power. You throw him, you know. Yep. Um, yep. But and anyways, all of that being said, like, it, and I and I was like, I was telling you, I was like, so. I, I pulled it. I pulled a Tuma like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like you know, wh- whatever. And then they dropped down Orca and Mbaku, and mm-hmm. I got Orca in, in my pin shop. And then I was like, I I had some collectors caches, and I was like, I was hoping for a steampunk variant, and I got Mbaku, the biggest do- nice. disappointment in the game. Nice. And I was like, really, really, oh, sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Mbaku's great in a Cerebro 2 deck. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, I'm not saying that he, like, I, I don't put him in, like, total trash territory. But he's not yeah. a great card. But we're not here to talk about that. You, you mentioned True. all of the 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 sort of the, the the patch notes that have recently come out and the patch that is now live. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so let, let's get into that, man, for real. Yeah, well, you mentioned those cards dropping uh, from Series 4 to 3 was Mbaku, Orca, Atuma. Let's go over Series 5 to Series 4. You've got Zabu, which is still great. I used him um, in a Zabu Sarah deck. Uh, Darkhawk deck to climb a lot this season. Trust me, Zabu is still a great card. If you don't have him, pick him up. Uh, Sauron dropped to Series 4 as well. He removes all ongoing abilities of cards in your hand and deck, which is really good if you're running a uh, Typhoid Mary, Red Skull sort of thing. Basically a Shuri deck. Mm -hmm. Shauna, uh, the She-Devil, who spawns one-cost cards in every lane, which is pretty cool depending on what you get dazzler who uh jumps in power uh if you have all of your lanes filled i actually unlocked her in a random cache today there you so go. i was like oh cool i'm looking forward to playing uh playing around with dazzler a little bit and trying to see what she's all about and then shadow king as well um who i played a couple matches against and i gotta be honest i don't think shadow king is that great but i don't know maybe we haven't figured out his potential yet I I think Shadow King is going to be one of those cards that he's he's an interesting debuff option, um, mm-hmm. but for now I don't think there's a lot of stuff that capitalizes on that. Right. So. Right. It's kind of early to see. Like once more people get their hands on him and trying to see what he's what he's all about, I think we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm kind of how he shakes out um a few other things real quick uh there are some new audio sounds for thanos nimrod master mold negasonic teenage warhead uh for those of us who will get teenage warhead in like three or four months when we finally have enough tokens for um or she drops down to series three new location sounds for morag and bar sinister and also 
Thanos, in a way, did get buffed in this game with new visual effects that show up at the beginning of the game. I'll have a video up on YouTube of it because it, it is pretty cool. You see Thanos show up the stones, they get thrown into your deck and he's talking about balancing the universe or something like that. And then when you play all the stones, it shows the Thanos card in the middle of the screen. Both players see it. All the stones power him up to like, what is it? 20 or something. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's a just, plus 10 buff. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, Oh crap. <laughs> and most people tend to retreat when they see that. So it's uh it's pretty or they get their their Shang Chi's ready, whichever one. But it's it's pretty cool. I'll show it uh, on YouTube at least the opening uh, effects. But that gets into the cards that did get uh nerfed to a degree and that we'll just talk about Thanos here first and foremost. You know, Nate, the first episode of this podcast, we went over patch notes for what february's season or something like that yeah and we were talking and remarking about thanos going from a 6-8 or 6-9 to a 6-11 and -hmm. it's like oh my gosh this dude is a monster now they went back on that and made him a (laughs) 6-10 yeah so i don't know if that really changes anything because again when you play thanos in a deck you rarely ever play thanos himself um you're mostly playing the stones at that point which goes into the space stone which we all kind of had a feeling this was going to be the card that got nerfed instead of it being um whenever you play space stone before the patch you could take a card from that lane and move it somewhere else you could take sanctum sanctorum or take an unreachable um lane you know or maybe a, a storm flooded lane or something and and kind move of the battle yep now it's Next turn, you can move one card to this location. So it's kind of like Cloak now, um, which I'll be honest, I'm okay with it. I've used it a couple times and it makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I think to one of the – so Glenn Jones, and, and you and I were talking about this. He's he's one of the the, mm-hmm. the product mm-hmm. heads. Like he's one of the leads when it comes to development in, in Snap. And he had a whole thread on that. And uh, one of the comments I saw him make was that basically – because people were asking about that Mm -hmm. is that a lot of times that space stone will get used to actually create like to clear out space for more lockjaw drops um and so part of that is sort of negating that and saying like you know you play your three cards in the lockjaw lane and that's what you get and to a degree though you can still do that you're just gonna have one less space uh to do it depending on where you put it because i did that earlier where i was like okay space stone over here lockjaw get two more drops out of them okay cool didn't pull leech so the other players probably rejoicing um but yeah it's it's fine I, I think those are honestly okay changes to thanos i think the addition with the visual effects um uh, just makes it even cool i think thanos is still a really good card you're still yeah. you're not this guy you're gonna see this guy around for the the, the thanos time. deck is is still like even with all of the the you know and we'll get into that too like the the nerf to quinjet and everything else um mm-hmm. Like it's still going to be an S tier deck, period. Yeah. Like what what kind of took a hit though is Quinjet, unfortunately, got hit with it to where now it only reduces cost to a minimum of one, so it no longer reduces things like the Infinity Stones to zero, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't reduce one cost cards down to zero either. Like you, you would normally see in like um, like Maria Hill, if she drops a card or whatever, that's a one cost. It's still going to be a one cost. Um, if you're running things like the hood or any other kind of one cost things and you spawn more of them, um, it's still just going to be one cost. So, Nate, I want to get your opinion on on Quinjet 
kind of getting hit here because I understand the reasoning for it, but I can't help but think that some of those other decks just got hit kind of hard to where you're going to have to rely pretty heavily on cards like Falcon and well, basically Beast. I think I think if anything, this gives Beast some more leeway or more attention um, yeah. because of that. I mean, like, let's kind of be honest. Um, prior to the Infinity Stone, Quinjet, Lockjaw build, uh, Quinjet was like, it's it's a good card, but it wasn't like crazy. Like you, you would see right. it in Dino, you would see it in decks with like Devil Dino, Beast, mm-hmm. Falcon, stuff like that. Um, collector decks. Still, well, I'm, I actually have Quinjet in, uh, in one of my decks still because it mm-hmm. just... You know, you drop Agent Coulson and it's like, boom, like you power that up with a Zabu. It's like, dude, the four cost is now a two. It's like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and it's still a, a fairly useful card, I think. And there were some people who were basically saying, well, why don't you just when you have a Thanos deck, you know, why mm-hmm. don't you just include the stones the in like just they count as part of the deck? Because that was the problem is that the stones mm-hmm. actually get added to the deck after Thanos, yep. like. Like once you start playing, the the stones don't actually they're not part of your deck. They get added to the deck. And so that probably would have been just the better overall fix. But I think there's a little bit more to that um, Mm -hmm. than they wanted to. And, you know, it does suck for, you know, because, you know, having a a zero cost card is always a good time, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But it, it just like I said, it's one of those situations where it was it was frankly i that was one of the ones i was the most convinced that was going to happen um you know i think you and i had talked a little bit about it and there were a lot of like people were talking about like nerfing lockjaw there were all sorts of like nerfing leech and i was like no i think i think it's going to be quinjet i think quinjet's going to do something with so that the stones don't get played for zero because that's what made that deck so lethal um Mm -hmm. i mean you could Dump. And you still like for for one energy, um, you can still play a lot of crap out of your hands um, yeah. really quickly. Yeah. So I'm yeah. the, do some other decks that do rely on it take a little bit of a beating. Yeah, um, you're not going to be able to pull off some of the, the sneakier turn six sort of like, you know, card dumps. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like. I think overall it does it's it's it was probably the most needed um nerf balance issue in my opinion so yeah it's funny you mentioned lockjaw because I thought for sure lockjaw was going to get some kind of nerf to where instead of any card you play at that location he rotates it out with another card in your deck I thought they were going to change him to the next card you play here gets rotated out with a card in your deck and then you could just play the rest of that lane like normal which I was kind of rooting for for a, to a degree because there's been times I put locate put lockjaw in a location and I'm like, man, I need to play this card here, but I know if I do, he's gonna rotate it out with something mm-hmm. else and it's gonna be just it, just way worse than than what I need it to be because I'm seeing what's left in my deck and I'm like, this is not going to end well. I can assure yeah. you, but I'd seen is, is safe. I had seen people propose that Lockjaw's ability get tip, like classified as an ongoing, um, so oh, that way okay. you could you could yeah. technically enchantress or rogue it. Um, and, and honestly, oh, I I, I think make just leaving Lockjaw alone is the right call. Um, yeah. 
just period. Yep. Like it's nine times out of ten, lockjaw really isn't going to swing the game wildly in your favor. It's is mm-hmm. very heavily RNG dependent. I just think he's a card that like is best left alone, you know, and and yep. changing his ability. And I think too, like that's that's sort of the threat though, is because you like you said, it's like oh, I need this card to show up here. But, you know, I have locked you on the lane. Well, maybe you should have thought about that. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. it's, it, you can't always have your cake and eat it too. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. But let's move on to Shuri Red Skull decks. Red Skull was originally a five power 15, or I'm sorry, a five cost 15 power card with an ongoing ability of enemy cards at this location at plus two power. He is now still a five cost card, but now he's 13 power with an ongoing ability of enemy cards at this location have plus one power man uh let me read the next one with she hulk too and we'll talk about those before we get to arrow mm-hmm. rest in peace arrow um she hulk was originally a six cost 10 power card she's now a six cost nine power she was reduced in one uh power card mainly because of just how i mean she was pretty much almost in every single deck i mean Think if She's, I would pull up my game now, she would she would be in just about every single deck I have. Let's zero in on Red Skull for a second, right? Effectively, he's actually on on a single play. Like if you're just playing Skull without like the the Shuri bump uh, or the Shuri doubling, he's effectively a little more power powerful now. He's basically a five nine effectively, um, mm-hmm. where before he would have been at a five fifteen minus eight. He would have been a five seven overall. If you do sort of double him with Shuri, he ha- still has the same effective basically as an effective 522. A lot of people are like, this isn't really a, a nerf. This is actually more of a small buff. And I think that the thing is, this makes Skull a little more playable as just a card himself. Um, yeah. It doesn't really affect, because like a lot of times, like, you know, as somebody who I, you know, we both play Shuri decks a, a good bit. Like mm-hmm. you're not usually playing Skull by himself. Like the only yeah. reason you're pulling him out is so that you can shuri him and then copy his power with Taskmaster. Um, right. That's that's what you're doing with him. O- occasionally, like I get a little like I get a little like you know crazy, and I'm like, oh no, here's a here's a red skull in that empty lane. You know, the one that you left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But he didn't really get much. Like it doesn't feel like a buff, but it is actually a a sort of buff um he's effectively a little stronger just by himself and you know he's pretty much the same card um you know yeah it, like the people are like well it's you know a, a 530 versus a 526 and it's like well effectively he's the same I, i've played a couple matches already um against uh shuri decks and it literally feels the exact same i mean you're gonna have to counter it the same way you do um with different cards but unfortunately one of those cards that you would normally use got buffed now or got nerfed now i i'm not of the crowd that thinks that arrow got nerfed down to leader levels she is not that no. bad she's <laughs> leader is still a good card let me break down um Kind of the changes here. She was originally a 5-7, and on reveal, she would move all enemy cards played this turn to this location. So you could mm-hmm. just really ruin someone's uh, turn six combo. Now she's a 5-8, so she got a bump in power. And now her new ability is move the last enemy card played this turn to this location. So now you can play around Arrow more effectively, um, but she can still jack up some of your, mm-hmm. your decks. And they even... 
name it right here in the patch notes cards like galactus so she can still jack galactus's play up um arrows she can big, still miss Bardola. arrows big utility is against galactus decks um yeah. that's yeah. that's primarily where where like she she's really the strongest counter to a galactus deck um mm-hmm. so i think they wanted to keep that intact uh she's yeah. got she's she's a five eight now so she's got a little more board presence and i don't know i don't think this like i know some people are like sort of like oh now she sucks and it's like well does she suck or was she just sort of broken to begin with and yeah. i mean like you know i mean how many times i i mean i used to use her this way is like if i was losing a lane i just turn turn six i drop uh, and, you know, I had a, a fairly good presence in the other two. I mm-hmm. drop arrow into that losing lane to suck whatever you were playing in there to basically yep. win. And it's like so she was she was on sort of like leader pre nerf leader levels in a lot of ways. They yep. Like, yep. you know, not quite, but really close. And um, yep. so it's it's one of those situations where I'm kind of like. Well, well, ha- the jury's out on her. I don't think she's ruined. Yeah. I think she's she is definitely tweaked, and there are yeah. workarounds now. Um, but I th- I still think she's going to be like she's. I mean, I, I was watching a video and Cozy was sort of talking about the nerf, and he was like, "No, she's yeah. still a really great card. Like, yeah. is she as sort of like punchy as she used to be? No, but she's yeah. still she's still top shelf. It just means that you have to be a little savvier when you play her. That's yeah. all. Yeah." And I would totally agree with that. I, I think uh, for decks like Death Wave, I think she's still going to be really effective in that. Mm-hmm. You know, you you wave on what is it? It's like turn four or five or something, so you can play She Hulk and Arrow and then Death or something on, on the, as the last turn um, to just kind of pull cards away from the, the lanes that you're trying to win. And I think this this kind of brings balance to the card. Um, I'll admit, I loved using Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hated losing to Arrow, yeah. which happened very frequently. Yeah, and I think this just kind of balances her out a little bit. I don't think she's a terrible card. I think, like what you said, Nate, you're just going to have to get better uh, yeah. using the card and kind of choosing when to play her by reading the board and kind of seeing, okay, are they going to mm-hmm. skip this turn? You know, what are they going to do? And then kind of go from there. So I don't, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad, but as always, listeners, let us know. Um, a few other things here that we'll go over. Uh, cards like Mystique, Absorbing Man, Taskmaster, uh, in order for them to copy the ability of the card that you're wanting it to copy, it has to be in play on the board. Mm-hmm. They no longer pull from the graveyard, which is really awesome. That's super helpful with things like Taskmaster. Because um, normally, you know, if you blew up Red Skull, he would just copy that power that Red Skull had in the Shuri deck and then still win a lane. And it's like, okay, that, what, how? So I think those make sense. Um, I, I'm totally fine with those changes. Um, Morbius, um, I initially thought got nerfed, but I just misread it. Um, his power no longer updates in hand or in deck, only at a location. So basically what that means is um, once you play Morbius, all the cards that you've discarded, it'll mm-hmm. update his power total on the board. It just won't do it in the hand or yeah. in deck. And so it'll change it there. Uh, Null got a similar uh, update to where it will still update the power in hand, but it no longer updates in deck, which 
is fine anyway. The, the reason they did this was so it didn't screw you over if you were playing uh, Mr. Negative and then making Null just completely unplayable because it's like a 28 power or something, whatever it may be. Um, so that's, again, it's it's fine. Windows Byte Text got cleaned up um, a little bit. There was a few bug fixes um, here as well. I'll let y'all read those. There was one on here I did want to point out. They did fix an instance of Adelan where the visual effects getting stuck on screen when it activates. That happened to me every single time Adelan mm. showed up. So I'm glad they fixed that. <laughs> Means I want to close out of the game. Um, one thing I do want to point out here, here it is. Cards that lose their ability due to leash no longer get that ability back if they're pulled back in play by another card like beast lockjaw or any of those other cards which i was like dang it that was how i got around leech <laughs> and i think that that kind of i honestly that one irritates me a little bit mm -hmm. because it's like well we have a leech workaround and they're like no you don't but leech doesn't get nerfed or anything like yeah. leech gets left alone and you know the 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 whole thing there is like well the, the the response Glenn, and it, again it was that uh, Glenn Jones guy or whatever and he was like well there's only really one strong deck that uses leech and I'm like dude you haven't lost to leech enough like yeah. you, like you need to like granted yes there's only one really strong deck that's using him but he's still just a devastating card yeah and really any deck that uses lockjaw I've been seeing a lot of like classic Thor lockjaw decks recently which I, I i don't know why that is but I, it, it's fine with me i mean it's i'm like man this takes me back to the early days mm -hmm. when i was playing marvel snap I, I miss seeing this deck um you can assume lockjaw's in that and i've gotten hit with it several times i'm like well, what the heck and so this kind of goes back to the whole entirety of these patch notes some of these things i like i think i like how i said some of these things i like and i can't pick one out that i like uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I think overall the, the this patch notes it has me a little worried about the state of the game and the future of it but nate i want to hear your thoughts yeah i mean and we didn't talk about like the the nerfed uh she hawk at all but like it, it's fairly inconsequential yeah. like i mean dude like most of the time when you're playing her you're playing her for you know uh, like i would play her turn four sometimes you know for mm -hmm. three energy you know, get mm -hmm. some early board presence or whatever. Like I throw her in a Cosmo lane or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But like even at a, a as a nine power, she's still like a hefty presence on the board. Yep. Um, yep. There's like that one power more often than not isn't going to like it doesn't move the needle. Um, There's oh. this one combo I found here lately that I've been using um, and I got this from one of Cozy's decks, obviously. And what you do is in this deck, of course, there's Devil Dinosaur. And so you can Moon Girl your deck, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have Shulk in there, you Moon Girl your deck, skip turn five with Quinjet on the board. So you have a zero cost She-Hulk, a one cost She-Hulk, and then a Devil big Dino. old Devil Dino that you can yep. put on the board. And it's just, it's kind of a crazy turn six because you're putting a lot of power on the board. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, she she's still a beast. She's still worth being in every deck. But yeah, uh, overall, I'm... I'm fairly positive on this. I, I feel like a lot of the, and I know there's a little outrage about Shuri, right? Like people are like, why didn't Shuri mm -hmm. get nerfed? And I'm like, and, and I think his response to Shuri was like, well, we don't have like an easy, she doesn't have, her ability is like integral to her identity as a card. 
And so there's not really an easy knob. And I'm like, well, you're right. But also just make her zero power, make her negative one power, like make it so that like it, it kind of hurts to put her on the board a little bit. Um, you know, and it, I feel the same way about Wong. You know, it's like these cards that have these like, like they're they're sort of high risk, high reward moves. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, make them a little riskier to play. I mean, I feel that way about Leech. It's like all of these. You should almost never feel like. And I think something he said. He talked a little bit about armor. Um, and he's like, you know, he wants to 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 be a little bit of like. Armor's a little overplayed right now. She's like in every mm-hmm. deck um, or mm-hmm. every other deck, you know, and yeah. it's really there to protect your big cards against Shang-Chi. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'd rather have like sort of like the fear of Shang-Chi present in almost all of my games. Um, and I think and, and, I, and again, it's like it's a sort of like. You need I think what's what's really kind of fun about this game is that. And what's kind of been disappointing and in the same breath is that the the fun part is that it has sort of like that that Sunday night football, like any any game, any given game, like you can kind of like on any game, any team can win, you know, sort Mm -hmm. of like but we're sort of entering into an era where it's like, you know. The, the meta is, again, it's sort of getting a little more static. It's sort of not getting stale, but it's like stabilizing a little bit. And like there yeah. are decks that are very obviously going to win like against, you know, and and Cozy, uh, I was watching some stats. And I mean, you've got decks that win six out of every 10 games that, mm-hmm. that are based at essentially a six, you know, a 60% win rate. Um, and that's yeah. that. I don't know. Like I, if you, if you want to sort of like talk about like creating threat, then you need to sort of like open it up so that like, maybe there is a little bit more risk to playing some of these other cards that give you these wildly outsized results. You know, like I think, and you know, anyways, overall, I'm pretty pleased with the way that the, the patch went. I think it didn't, it, it did move the needle a little bit. It didn't shake it up horribly. It did sort mm-hmm. of like they're, they're trying to slow a few things down and make mm-hmm. things a little bit more competitive. But um, I think the, 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 the reality is, though, that not every deck is going to like there are some decks that just aren't going to compete. Like if yeah. you're playing mostly pull three cards, there are pull three decks that are competitive. Right. Mm-hmm. But like most most people who aren't out of pull three they're not going to be able to really like hang with somebody who's yeah. got all of pull three, most of series four and is deep yeah. into like has, has, you know, is pretty deep into series five as well. Yeah. Like it, it, there's, you don't have a lot of answers for a lot of the more, the, the bigger power plays. And so mm-hmm. I think all you can do is sort of at the upper end, maybe tweak it so that it's not as crazy. And again, like, you know, yeah. So it's it's just kind of one of those things where I think balancing is always difficult. And right. like, overall, I mean, like I said, uh, my biggest gripe is that Leech didn't get touched at all. Like the yeah. that little slime mm-hmm. ball is just allowed to just be a total nuisance, uh, yep. un- unhindered. Um, yep. But 
Yeah, that was the one thing that was really missing uh, for me from this patch notes was some some kind of adjustment to leech where it's just like if it gets pulled out of Lockjaw turn three, turn four, you only lose those abilities for one turn. And I'm like, I would be okay with that because at least by then, okay, I know my next turn, I'm going to be able to try and salvage this game. But and you can even still pull leech out on turn five, you know, as he's as his power or his cost is. But it's still just, man, it's it's kind of game ruiners um, in some regards, unless you're playing like a Patriot deck or maybe you're running a, a similar mm-hmm. deck to the person you're facing, then it's like, you just help me out because now my Red Skull is not going to buff you up, you know? Yeah. Um, those sorts of things. But I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see kind of where things go. I'm definitely seeing a lot less Arrow and a lot less Killmonger now because of these things because I'm seeing Thanos just played less, um, which I think is good just because... I'm sorry, some of the people I went up against that were playing Thanos Lockjaw decks were a little brain dead in how they did it. Turn three, dump all the stones in there. It's like all of your big power cards are just sitting there right now. And it's turn four. Here's my Shang-Chi, which just powered up my null. And it's like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know? Yeah. So I think there's really smart ways to play Thanos. And I think we're going to see some more of that um, as we move forward. But... And that's and that's what I was getting. Go ahead, go ahead. uh, I was gonna say this thing with the Red Skull Shuri deck, man. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. There's a part of me that's like I'm okay with it. There's an because I can still outplay them Mm -hmm. if if I'm just paying attention and I pull the right cards, right? Um, But there's still parts where I'm like, I just don't feel like it did enough. But I don't really know what you do to Shuri to help curb that. at the same time, it, I think it's just because I, people just aren't being inventive with Shuri. You know, that's like I, I climbed out of the um, the 80s with Shuri into Nimrod into Destroyer. Mm-hmm. And that worked. I don't know why that worked. I guess people were expecting Nimrod, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and so I still think she's a good card, but it's just I, I don't know how you go about balancing that card itself. Um, yeah. I, I think this patch as a whole did a good job, like you said, of moving the needle to a certain direction. But I just, I think with some cards, it just didn't do enough. And of course, I'm thinking of Leech specifically. Yeah. I, I think like, and that's the thing is like, some of this stuff is just going to take some time to shake out. I, I mean, I'm of the mindset that I don't think Shuri is the problem. I think the problem is that, and I think they actually like sort of like, tweaking taskmaster's ability so that he can only copy a card that's on board is like that's part of that's that's huge because it's like you know um that's gonna that's going to slow down some of that um Mm -hmm. and i think like overall like i said i you know we were talking about this this patch this sort of update really does feel like it's going to it's going to force people to play smarter Right. Um, Like I've been, you know, I've got, we've got the baby at the house and I've been staying home with him and I'm not sleeping a lot. So like, I'm not Mm -hmm. thinking really very clearly. And so I was playing Mm -hmm. games and a lot of times like Shuri can be pretty like autopilot-y. It's like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's like, I I see my plays um, and I can sort of just kind of like, I don't have to think too much about it. Um, But what I have noticed is that I have to be a little savvier. I have to actually pay attention to what's going on the board. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I can't just sort of rely on arrow to like pull my can out of the fire every time. Yeah. And it's like, 
those those are meaningful buffs. Like I I don't think just like just like you're not going to see the I mean potentially you could pull skull down to like a 512, right? And um mm-hmm. I don't think skull is the problem. I think it's like I said, and I don't think Shuri's the problem. I think it's that um you know, just people It's just us. It's, we're, we're the play, the players the problem. <laughs> well, I just think that it's it's kind of like it's one of those things where I mean, like, I'll tell you, like, I'm going to give you guys a workaround that I, I use all the time. Um, like, if I don't have Skull on the board, um, a lot of times, like, if, you, if you're if you playing me, and I if, I if if I don't have Skull on the board, you know, turn five, and I'm skipping the turn, um, I'm not, I'm usually, like, I like to play Vision, too, you know, so mm-hmm. I, like, I like to spread my threat around a little bit. Um, but what I like to do is I like to do turn one, or turn six, if I have Taskmaster in hand, I drop a double powered She-Hulk into one lane and I drop yeah. an 18 power, you know, Taskmaster into another lane. And it's kind yeah. of like, it's one of those things like there are plenty, plenty of options here. And I think like, it's just people have gotten too used to, I don't know. The deck is going, to, here's, here's the thing. The Thanos deck the, the and the Infinity, the Infinity Stone Lockjaw deck is going to be really potent because it's a potent deck period mm-hmm. like and it has yeah. a lot of opportunities to get explosive very quickly same thing with this the shuri zero decks there it's just a strong deck yep. and there there are ways to work around it and, and you know part of it i think too is just like hey if you're getting beat just back out like get out of the game you know it's yeah. like you know but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that people don't, myself included, don't do enough. It's like, okay, I'm clearly losing. Maybe I'll see this out. Maybe, no, just leave. Just just (laughs) leave? You know you're going to lose. Just get out. Just like, dude, like if the game goes sideways, like even if you already snapped, like get out. Like losing four cubes is better than losing eight cubes. Um, And and I think, like I said, it's just some of these decks, like I think pre-nerf were a little bit like just, oh, like it's like you could be stupid in a Thanos deck and still win games. You know, yeah. because there, there was just an abundance of power sort of at your fingertips. Whereas now you have to be a little savvier. You have to be a little yeah. smarter. It still has, it's still probably going to win more often than not, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we'll see how things shake out as well. It's like I said, I mean, I, I've been playing since the patch and even before the patch, I wasn't really seeing a whole lot of Red Shuri, uh, Thanos Lockjaw decks um, at all. You know what I was seeing the most of? control decks mm-hmm. typically with daredevil and professor x or destroyer or um i saw a lot of sarah control decks mm-hmm. floating around and man those i mean if y'all want workarounds to these decks sarah i'm serious i'm serious yep. i was didn't believe in sarah decks for the longest time until i started you know i sat down i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna spend some time with this deck and play it out and see how I do. And that got me into the eighties and I'm like, man, this is actually a really good deck. And then when I realized it wasn't working that much, I needed something a little more surprising. (laughs) It's when Nimrod got me (laughs) into the nineties, which still blows my mind, but it's the thing of something I'm coming to learn with this game. Um, as I'm climbing link, climbing ranks and trying to get to infinite 
is you need to be good with different decks. You need to try different decks. Mm -hmm. And I know that's easier said than done for someone like me who is out of pool three, has a good chunk of pool four uh, done, and has the quote-unquote big bads, although I think Kang is one of the big sads. He's just, I think Kang's a terrible card. Dude, I beat somebody, somebody played Kang and then Galactus on me, and I whooped Mm -hmm. him. I like, See, I, they, they, they played Kang and I was like, oh, I got you. I know what you're doing. Like, you know, it's like, and I didn't know, yeah. no, but I was like, I have a pretty good idea what you're doing next. And it's like, yeah. I, I did one play and it's like, I had different tools in my hand. And it's like, yeah. when, when I pulled his uh, Galactus into the other hand, he was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm... <sighs> My boy Galactus, I was so happy to get him. But man, the more and more I play against him, the more and more I'm like, this is an easily countered deck. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no surprise to it at all, man. And it's just like, I took one down today because I'm like, I recognize all these steps because I played a Galactus deck for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I know what you're doing. You're putting Nimrod over here in the left lane. You're going to blow that up so they go over to the right lane and blow it up and fill your lane with Nimrods. I know what you're doing. Here's a Hobgoblin on your side because I have priority. And when this gets revealed, you're going to retreat. <laughs> sure enough, that's what happened. And they left. Yep. And I did the same thing with a Magneto play. Someone tried to do a turn six uh, Galactus. It's like, guys, stop. <laughs> you know? I mean, you do what you want. Galactus is a fun card. I do not like blame anyone for playing because that I mean, animation yeah. is dope. Play but, play the cards you want to play, but like, yeah, it's yeah. like a, a lot of times I think, you know, you look at like these big cards and like, now I'm going to win. Now I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. no, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it takes a little bit more than that. But, and, and I, I don't know if I'm sort of getting ahead of it, but we normally, we, we do sort of like, like to talk about like a pool one through or a series one through three card that mm-hmm. we, we recommend. Uh, towards the end of the show and we just we were sort of talking about her i really want to tell people like if you guys are sleeping on sarah and sarah decks like stop like she is (laughs) like i was just looking at some stats for her right now um when she is played uh she wins 55 percent of her games that's a monstrous sort of win streak and i know like yep. people are like well it's only a little bit more than 50 percent and most cards don't hit 50 percent um yeah so yeah. she's i mean and there's some absolutely explosive builds with her yeah um and especially when you're pairing her with zabu yeah yeah that's that's the thing that blew my mind is and we can we can just roll right into the favorite card highlight i know i have this other section here but we'll say that for the next episode because that'll fit in with it more uh, nicely um yeah, dude, Sarah Dex is just, they're nuts. Because when you have Zabu on the board, which reduces your four-cost cards down one, so they're three-cost, and then you have Sarah on turn five, that reduces them even more along with your other cards, you can fill just about the entire board, depending on what you have in your hand, on turn six, and your opponent has no idea what's coming. Mm-hmm. So you could easily hit them with... I mean, like I said earlier, I was running a, a Sarah Darkhawk deck. So I drop Darkhawk on turn six. Um, I drop Rock Slide into Absorbing Man, which is double the rocks in there, making um, Darkhawk even beefier. And then just because of how big Rock Slide is on top of Absorbing Man on top of Sarah, makes everything bigger. And then if I had a Nova on the board, end it with Killmonger, gives everything plus one. And it's just insane. 
it's a stressful way to play i'll admit but once you kind of get in the groove of it and figure it out it's like okay i'm kind of comfortable with this i can i can roll with this and that's how i got into the 80s was with the sarah darkhawk deck there's there's and i've mentioned it before there's a toxic sarah build out there that turn six if you have zabu and sarah on the board you can play wong mystique um what's her face uh hazmat and luke cage Mm -hmm. all in one turn Mm -hmm. just like yep and you are hitting all of your opponent's cards at that point in time for what is that um uh, math here nate you're doubling it and then you're doubling it again negative 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 four four. um on every card so it's a negative 16 power that you're applying to every potentially to every you know board every card on the board or tile yeah. lane in the board. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting it. Yeah. And it's one turn. Like that, that is a massive play. I mean, she does. So she is just, she's the ultimate utility card. It's a fun time. I know getting these cards is going to get harder, especially now that uh, series three cards aren't in the token shop anymore. But if you do get a hold of them, I mean, try them out. They are a lot of fun. I was trying to think of what my favorite card highlight was going to be for this episode. And I was thinking Absorbing Man, but I'm pretty sure we've we've recommended Absorbing Man once before. And so I'm going to be a little cheeky with this one, but also kind of serious because it's, it's it's a fun time. Orca's a Series 3 card right now. So I'm just saying, uh, if no. you want to just have some fun and relax in the game, Drop a turn six. You want to really surprise people? Shuri into Orca. Turn yeah. six. Watch what happens. It's going to be, or you could do a turn five, right? You ramp into it with Electro, Shuri, then Orca, then Taskmaster. It, yeah, it's, that's silly. Um, I'm just saying, Nate beat out an Infinite. Yeah, I did. I, did. <laughs> so, I so, was like, I was kind of like, this isn't gonna work. No way. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I know Orca is not gonna win a whole lot of matches. He's one of the least played cards in Marvel Snap, but I think that's because of he was in the wrong pool. He's in pool three now. Give him a go. I see what y'all think, or you can just be like, dude, Logan. No more. I think he's <laughs> just like he's not a great card overall. Like, yeah. He's he's no, a f- little curveball here and there, but he's overall he's kind of like, eh. You know what they need to do? Just make him a six ten, and then when he's in a lane by himself, he bumps up twenty or ten, so he's like a six twenty in one lane. Why not? Why not? Don't just skip Shuri. You can just put him right there. Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, Hey, he would beat out Arrow. So if Arrow pulls him because they're thinking you're playing Galactus, he'd still, man. Yeah. Maybe that's what I ought to do to get to Infinite, is just play Orca. Well, no one would see it coming, dude. Absolutely no one would see it coming. It's true. So it's true. But with that being said, listeners, thank you for listening to this beefy episode of Snap Chatter. As always, you can follow us over on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, like button, all that jazz. Leave nice little comments for us. Uh, like and subscribe to it on your podcast app of choice. Pep, pep, pep. Subscribe to it to your podcast app of choice and leave nice reviews on the apps as well. But that's been your weekly episode of Snapchatter for this weekend. Until next time, y'all keep on snapping and we'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.